Hey healer, happy Saturday. I hope your self-care regimen is treating you oh so well. So get ready. We are literally on the verge and minutes away from another amazing Ask a Healer conversation. So today I'm going to be chatting with Miranda Joyner. She is a brand strategist, speaker, author, writer, host, facilitator, comedian, healer, and all the things. Uh, Most dear to my heart, she's a really, really good soul friend, and I'm excited about this conversation. So we're going to merge mind, body, and branding and really bring out the healing aspects of what it means to be an entrepreneur, building a brand, um, understanding marketing, especially in this culture and time in the midst of a pandemic, but also keeping yourself at the forefront. So stay tuned for this conversation and we'll see you soon. Hello. Hello. Hey, Miranda. <laughs> Hi. How are you, darling? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am well. So we're going to jump right in. I want to say thank you openly again. Um, just for saying yes. Just for being connected to me, for being my soul friend, for being Miranda, for being Joy, for being me, <laughs> for being, uh, yes, I'm taking a moment to love on you as you get yourself comfortable in all of that. Yeah. Um, hopefully you got something to drink and um, warm or room temperature, no judgment. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just want to... Uh, just give you your flowers while I have a chance right now. Just the work that you do. I hope that you know you are essential and valuable and validated and seen and needed and heard in all these ways. And this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to share my connection with you, with people that I'm connected with. So gratitude. Well, gosh, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate that. I am blushing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so I'm very grateful for uh your friendship for sure and that means a lot coming from you so thank you okay we got the mushy (laughs) stuff out the way sort of yeah I know right because I'm not you're not gonna make me get mushy because I've I've been real teary lately like everything has me on the verge of tears lately (laughs) Listen, that's why we're here. Just wait till this live, though. Um, so, and I'm going to jump right into that. So for those of you who are chiming in for the dessert after the live session, you are in for a real good treat. Um, I do this purposely so that you have a surprise or really something to look forward to where you can dive deeper and sure. really um, cherish in the intimacy and getting to know our healers, the people that have made a conscious decision to show up in community and serve in whatever facet um, that they serve in. And so these intimate conversations are needed. So yes, uh, if you're joining after the live, definitely reach into Miranda's DM and tell her how good she sounds on this podcast. 
<laughs> here for all the DM love. Just spell my name right. It's M A R M A C A. Okay, yes. spell it right. If you spell it wrong, you, you won't find not. me. <laughs> oh, I want you to find me. You got to find me. We want you to find her. And if you spell <laughs> it wrong, come back to Hey Healer or She Moved Me, and then go back again. Okay, in that order. In that order. I want to dive into you um okay wait a minute that sounds that sounds don't tip me with a good time dive (laughs) into you girl (laughs) i i don't i don't know if we're gonna get to all these questions because it's me and you okay this 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 is this is the dynamic so i'm just warning (laughs) y'all even some of my favorite posts from her that i posted i've been hoarding and saving the comical ones that i'm going to post tomorrow especially the ones about what was that one post i just read where somebody said if your booty look like you are man listen (laughs) that hurt my feelings so bad i like i long before you get hit you should be wearing tights if your booty look like you clenching before a butt whooping then you shouldn't be wearing tights Gosh. Listen to me. That hurt my feelings so bad. It had me doing squats and leg kickbacks. And I have I would I I'm I would love to announce for the first time publicly on your podcast that mm-hmm. in the last couple of months I have created a cuff and unclenched my booty. So thank hey. you. Thank you. Yes. Thank yes. you, America. Thank you, America. Thank you for the motivation. Whoever sent that me that encouraged her post. Yes. All of this is healing. We need the duality. We need all of this. And so this is the conversation I want to dive into. Miranda, can you take a minute and sure. just tell us who is Miranda? Mm. Who are you? Mm. You know, I have spent majority of my life trying to really honestly unintentionally um seek this answer for myself and find out which i think do that in life trying to really settle a few years ago i read a really good book that aligned me and helped to set me on this path to self discovery it was called the untethered soul ah oh, yes and <laughs> i rec- i remember recommending it to a friend and she was like Mm-mm, I-, I don't read that book i stopped halfway through because i was in the shower and my brain was just doing all types of stuff i said stick with it woman <laughs> she- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that book and, and the reason that book is so powerful for me and I-, I can speak why it resonated with me so much was because it was during a time where i had so many emotions happening inside of myself and i was really trying to um reposition myself i had really put myself in a position where i was shrinking myself um Mm -hmm. because of life and just you know career moves and relationships you Mm -hmm. know and that book really helped me to detach from these feelings that i was having so many good and bad a lot of bad though that i was just cuddling and coddling every night and i was like taking them with me and they were who i was and they were so mm-hmm. intertwined into everything that it it jaded my view of myself. And so the yeah. book really helped me to detach from emotions and to really settle with understanding that these emotions are necessary to feel, to pass, but that I don't have to identify with them. And that's good. So I say all that to say that really started the self-discovery of, well, damn, well, who are you, Miranda? Okay, like... Mm-hmm. Where do you fall? How do you align in this world and really, you know, set me into a space of really, uh, you know, 
navigating to my purpose, what I feel like, you know, purpose is such a, man, it, we use it so much. It's said so much. It almost doesn't even have to me the, um, the impact that the word used to have when I used to hear it, you know, yeah. just because it's such a, a trendy word now. Um, but no matter how much we use it and how much we say it, just like everything else, love and God and, right. and, and those things, it, it doesn't lose the essence of what it really is. Right? right. No matter how tired we get of hearing the word in its essence is still going to be a thing. Right. No matter how right. much we call a tree, a tree, it's always going to be a tree, you know, and do right. what a tree does. Right. So for me to answer your question, I feel like who I am is I feel like I am a shifter. Um, somebody that really was put on this earth to, uh, to be a voice for people, to help them with clarity, right? To be a spirit whisperer, to be a connector, right? So, yeah. so in its essence, I am a connector and a mirror for people. And I really feel like that's who I am. I am somebody that it not only, you know, cause I mirror, like I stand in a mirror with myself often. I've been like this my whole life. Like, um, I know we all analyze ourselves, but man, I just, on so many levels and layers, I'm just so far in. And I remember a pastor one time telling me, um, he said, you know, you're a little bit too self-aware. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> And how sweet. Right? <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Right. Tell me how you really feel and you mad that you can't mm -hmm. you mad you can't manipulate mm -hmm. me. You mad you can't get in there and mm -hmm. do nothing because I see that sounds personal, sir. That's not mine. Right. That's yours. I see me and I see you. And so right. for me, I think honestly, I think I'm just uh, you know, my name. Oh man, it's about to get real deep. So recently I had some I someone I came across and she was like, you know, um, <laughs> She said, your name, she asked me, she met me recently and she said, does your name really, is your last name really Joyner? <laughs> She's like, because that's just so, and so my first name, Mira, Miranda, Mira in Spanish mm -hmm. means to see, mm -hmm. it means to see. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when she started talking about this and saying, you know, you see people and see things clearly and you are a, you're, you're a translator for people and, and you join the worlds, like the, the spiritual world and the physical world, you're, you're the connector for people for that. And it took me back to a space where a friend who was a poet, uh, a friend of mine named Collage, Deborah Grison, love her dearly. Hmm. Collage used to call me Mira way back in the early 2000s. <laughs> she was the only person to ever call me that, you know, she was like, you are my Mira. She just used to be so, you know, <laughs> You know, so animated with it, but she would just. We need people in our life listen. like that that are just luscious and extraness to, yes. Listen. And so it took me right back to that when she would call me her Mara. And she, and her reasoning back then was the same. She said, You just, she said, You're just so observant. You see everything and you're my Mara. And I think that's who I am. In essence, that's the long story about who I am. I feel like I am a mirror for people and a connector for people from the things that are hard to understand to what's practical and right in front of them. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you, and it's not just the wine, but I am. 
I'm relishing in this. This is my last cup of wine before March 1st begins. I'm going on a 30-day juice fast. Uh, pray my yeah, strength. I'm going to pray with you. However, pray yeah. strength. Um, this, this wine, but also just relishing in how luscious this... I've been using words like succulent, juicy, <laughs> and luscious. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I've been questioning it, but I can't stop it. I feel like I've been describing a mango yeah, lately. Yeah. But just your verbiage and because what I'm also attuned to as I'm expanding is the way people put words together and why we choose mm. the words that we use. Why are you choosing how you put these specific words together? It's intentional. So I'm, I'm going to reflect back to you what is delicious for me. Sure. As, as a seer myself, and this is another, for those of you out there who question why I move the way I move, I'm intentional about my circle as well. So I tell my clients all the time, I attract who I am. And I believe that because of my calling, the healers, the seers, the doers, those uh, light beings or star seeds or whatever category or stereotype we want to put them under, like that's our soul tribe. And we're always going to find our way to cross paths with each other. So this is taking me back even to the intentional ways I found, Miranda and I found ways to cross paths. But from your words as a seer, Mara to see, mm-hmm. joiner to join. Miranda, taking it a step further, I'm a big on numerology, seven letters in your name, but understanding the energy of perfection and connectedness that comes from seven. It's the full cycle, it's the harmonious energy of the earth as well. So you put a seer, an observer, a joiner, a mirror, a reflector, a connector <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. And then you get Miranda, who decided that she would embody what she knows to be true about herself and reflect that in the form of branding and marketing. That's amazing. Yes, that's good. That's, 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 ooh, that's amazing. You, you ready for my middle name? I'm, what my middle name means? Yes. Give me so my middle name. name is Nicole, which means victory. Uh, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like all the signs are there. And I'm I'm sort of kind of backtracking my way into you telling us what you do. Because yeah. who you are first is most important. And it's the anchor to what you do. Yeah. So in the revelation, in the revealing of who you are and embodying that, the seer, the doer, the joiner, <laughs> in your victorious The energy. victor of people. Because she's also, yes, this, this, mm. the laugh, because what I, when I hear victory, when I hear it as a victor from just a little bit that I know of you from the outside looking in, and you have, have rightfully earned, and really not by merit, but just by divine right as a victor and what you've experienced just in your experience, in your walk, right? In your connections, in your path to entrepreneurship. Can you tell me how you made this connection from the anchor, anchoring yourself in who you are mm-hmm. and connecting that with what you do? Ooh, 
Oh, did, did we want to use the rest of the podcast to talk about that? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might have time for one more question, but I'm with it. Let's go. No, no, no. So the question, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm answering this correctly and, and it, specifically what you're asking me is how did I get from anchoring myself in who I was to connecting that to the work that I do now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I want to say that there wasn't a separate road for that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and it's, I say that in the sense of it being revealed to me and me being settled with it because I found myself in the work that I'm currently doing. Now, now mm-hmm. I want to say also that the reality is, is that I've been primed and prepped for this my entire life. This, this, this I yeah. know. Like, and, and, and beautifully. So this is what I also know in the work that I do. That's what I discovered about life and about people is that everything that is the story of your life, Mm -hmm. every word, every moment, everything from the beginning, from your fondest memory, from the memories you can't let go of and can't forget. And that are resounding in your head. And each one of those things is a lesson is there is a story. There is a connectivity to the things that you are currently passionate about and triggered by and moved by and inspired by in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I guess there's this, you know, this beautiful thread that happens that, you know, the people talk about, you know, we're all connected and everything is connected. You know, every time I hear people saying stuff like that, I just imagine them dancing. <laughs> yeah, they're, And then they're dancing. <laughs> Their arms are frailing and they're like, we're connected. Yeah. And I just imagine them to have like sheer, you know, clothing, loose clothing blowing in the wind. Um, and yeah. usually they're close to a tree in my imagination. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a tampon commercial <laughs> where the woman is frolicking through the fields of lavender. Yes, <laughs> we're connected. Sorry, guys. We're, go- we're going to sway in and out of the-, the comedy. Sorry. That's what we do. Okay, go ahead. We're connected all by one string of tampons. All right. So uh, 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 unused preferably. All right. So, um, <laughs> so this is the thing. Like, you, you were all just connected, not only to each other, but just to our history and our past. And, right. um, and it, it aids us in purpose. Right. And so, and so I say all that to say what I discovered in the work that I did is that either two things are happening, either we are by default, um, trying to give some people something in abundance that we either lacked or had an abundance as a child. And yeah. so that's the beautiful thing about where we are. And so it took me 37 years of my life, you know, a few years ago to discover this, right? I turned 40 this year. And so it took me to to get into 37 to really just settle with what I was trying to figure out all throughout my 20s and, and trying to fill out. But I was looking for it externally instead of internally. And I think that was right. the thing, you know, it's, we, we spent a lot of time mm-hmm. externally looking for um, this truth, but it's really there with us the whole time on the inside. And so, yeah, so that became, um, that would be how I think I got here. I just, it was a series of me trying to figure it out, but it wasn't until I actually started just doing the work and saying, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do things that make me happy. I'm just going to pay attention to myself mm-hmm. and, and take a chance on myself and and mm-hmm. do the work. I mean, it, it there, there was no easy, like, you know, switch for me. It was... Um, a lot of self-realization. It was a lot of sitting with 
feelings and emotions that I had been suppressing. It was um, a lot of pain and not like pain, like physical labor pain, but just like emotional pain. And yeah, and it, I guess at times for some people, you know, depending on your level of trauma, it could feel like, you know, physical pain and show up in those ways. But I, I, I guarantee you that if you, you know, if you need assistance with that, but if you can sit with it alone and just bear it out, um, that on the other end, it's so rewarding. Um, and, and it's just really rewarding because the alternative is to stay in, in just constant prison and turmoil, you know? Um, and so, yeah. So for me, it was like, all right, I gotta, what I gotta do, walk on this cold to get to something better. I bet, <laughs> bet, <laughs> light it up. <laughs> I gotta right. walk across this right. fire cold. Just put me in the game, coach. Because I'm just, I need to get to the other end. And so for me, that's what it had gotten to with me, um, to a place to where I was just fed up with the mental and emotional and physical space I was in. And so I just decided to just, I was like, shit, what, 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 what the emotional turmoil is going to bring me can't be worse than this. Like that, that's, that's, that, that, yeah, that's literally what I said. Like what I'm feeling now What I go through allowing myself to just feel the things and you telling me if I let myself feel it, it'll pass. I bet. Okay. I'll take, let me, let's try that pain for a minute. Let, let's try that unhappiness yeah. for a minute. Let me sit with these feelings so that they can pass. Let me deal with this thing I've been suppressing and, and let me do the hard work because this work is hard too. Shit. Which, which one do I choose? This work hard too. Like right. sitting with this, right. being upset every day, <laughs> feeling unfulfilled, feeling not complete, you know? And so, um, but to get to the work that I did, you know, helping other people when, whereas I was shifting to a, a career of being a brand strategist uh, and then really finding mm-hmm. out that it was deeper than that, helping people with purpose um, in that, I just realized that the picture was so much bigger in that, you know, like I could have yeah. picked any vehicle for this, that purpose really wasn't tied into the title. It was more so tied into my connection to people and how I make them feel. And it took me, taking a chance on myself to discover that. My connection with people and how I make them feel. I want to expand on something you said. All of this is good. It's still juicy. It's still a mango. <laughs> it's still good. You, you mentioned um, the discovery or the realization rather on this journey, in this journey, that the root is either lack or abundance as mm-hmm. a child from childhood, mm-hmm. which my belief, as I tell all my clients, all of us, we're all really adults acting out mm-hmm. our childhood, whatever that experience mm-hmm. is. The inner us, which is the ego, it's you, it's the little Miranda, the little Kira that is walking the earth and literally reflecting and taking in the lack or the abundance. And I want to tie that into, if you could also give a little bit more detail about what you actually do, but from that experience of discovering that, that people or what we do, the decisions we make, how we come to entrepreneurship or how we fight it or how we come to purpose, being that that comes from lack or abundance as a child, what have you seen? And and, and when I say, what have you seen, can you give tangible examples with the, the people that you've worked with, with your clients in terms of what does what does that look like when I'm coming 
uh, or approaching my passion or fueling my passion or trying to share my passion. And it's evident that I'm coming from lack or that I'm coming from abundance as a child. Let me know if that makes sense. I think so. So I'll answer the part that I, I for sure grasp towards the end as, as far as what that example looked like for clients. And if there's any part of your question that I missed, just repeat it and I'll um, tie it in. Okay. So, okay. so more specifically what I do. So I'll start there because that's helpful just to preset it with what I do. So I'm a brand strategist. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I work with clients um, entrepreneurs, specifically business owners. And, and at times, uh, you know, I have a good bit of creatives that uh, gravitate to me as well, because I, um, you know, kind of spent a lot of time in the creative world from running an open mic mm-hmm. and then managing um, a comedian and then working in radio and, you know, so being around a lot of artists and musicians and just entertainers uh, just because of the career right. paths that I've had. And, and so right. um, I shifted to really getting focused on helping entrepreneurs develop their brand because that's what I really realized out of the work that I was doing. That's what I enjoyed the most about it. <laughs> was it the traveling and touring? I mean, of course, who doesn't love to travel, but we were always working, but, but was mm-hmm. it being around celebrities and being around the backstage? You know, I I didn't like any of that as much as most people would mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's not as fun as people think it is (laughs) Uh (laughs) unless uh that's your life, you know, unless you have this certain type of whatever for me, it was just like, all right, you know? And so I really wanted to get focused on helping. And then plus being in radio, I've met my fair share of celebrities to know meeting celebrities is muy, muy grande, overrated, overrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I, went to the space of wanting to really help people build brand because I, I, I pulled back and I said, well, hell, what do you enjoy? I mean, and, and don't get me I didn't hate it, but I just, it, it wasn't my favorite right. part about everything. My favorite part was seeing something in its infancy and then helping to bring it to life. I love that. Oh my goodness. Like starting from the idea and the planning phase of whether it was an event or whether it was somebody's, you know, um, journey and starting in the beginning with organizing that and then adding fuel to it. So it sets on fire and turns into at the end, this amazing, whatever. Oh my goodness. I was like, Oh, that is my thing. So you coming to me with your brand (laughs) and me saying, okay, let's figure this out. Cause I'm at nature. I'm I'm a problem solver. My brain is always working on solution mode so much so that sometimes I have to remind myself to slow down that people don't want solutions all the time. You know, I kind of, Yes, that's, but that's the masculine energy that I operate in. Cause that's a very masculine energy is to fix it. It's like, Oh, what's the problem? Like, okay, (laughs) I got it. And, and, Mm -hmm. and the fix, it just Mm -hmm. comes from a place of, you know, and, and God bless men because the fix, it really comes from a place of love. Like, Oh shoot. I love you. Let me fix that. Like, that's easy. Let's do this. So you can be happy. You can be happy. Right. Right. (laughs) And so I understand that about me, but but that was what I love doing. So I got into working with brands and um, helping them to develop. And what I realized in that space was that I was helping. I kept in the first session that my clients would say felt like therapy. I kept connecting them to purpose. But and what I what I mean by that to unpack what what does that mean? You connected them to purpose. Okay, this is what it means. <laughs> they would sit and I would ask a series of questions that were really unpacking my intentions initially with these questions really wasn't about purpose. It was really about let me get to a space of understanding you as a person. 
so I can see what your problem is and why you can't. So I can figure out how you communicate, how you function a little bit. Let me understand you so I can understand your connection to what you do so I can help you better voice it, better understand how to explain, you know, the messaging in it, the why in it. And honestly, I read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, which really triggered me into really wanting to understand people's why. So I read The Seat of the Soul. I read um, Simon Mm -hmm. Sinek's Start With Why. And then I read um, Michael A. Singer's um, The Untethered Soul, literally all in one summer. So I don't even know how I'm not like the president of the United States right now, because those books, (laughs) (laughs) those books will literally, you know, light you up. And so. Um, yeah. uh, but I really got into a space of wanting to identify people's why. And so that's why I started my sessions like that. But what I didn't expect was to see over and over again on repeat, it started happening and it was more than a pattern. It was more than, it wasn't even sporadic. People kept going back to a place in their childhood. Cause that's one of the first co- questions I would direct them to, to a place in their childhood that I could just see how it connected to their present. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. well, I see that. And then I would bring it mm-hmm. up to their attention. And what was happening was in my mind, I was like, oh, well, I see this because I'm mir- you're mirroring, I'm mirroring. And I'm like, hey, this is what I see. And mm-hmm. then they would, they would pause and mm-hmm. go, oh, my God, I've never thought about that. And then I would be on the other side thinking, really, you ain't never thought about that? But then I would, but then I would be saying, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, good, good. I, now we getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. But right. inside I was going. For real? You never thought about it? Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Right. Wow. Just and then it would happen again. I go, for real? You didn't think about that either? Okay. And then it just literally nobody mm. was like, Yeah, I've been through that. Out of a hundred and something people, like maybe two was like, I've kind of thought about that, but I couldn't really put it in these words. But literally, almost overwhelmingly, people were like, Oh my God. And then even bringing people to tears in a lot of cases, right? And so just depending on the moment they went to. And so I had the opportunity to do that. So here's an example of what that would look like in real time, because I actually use this and, and have uh, this client's permission to talk about this in the book. Yes, yes. Yeah. In a book mm-hmm. uh, that I'm writing, I actually use her story as an example. And it's a very simplified way to explain how I would make that connection. So when she, when she came in, she was a um, former educator turned realtor, and she was opening up a brokerage for the first time true introvert, um, Virgo of a person. And, um, literally, uh, was trying to figure out as an introvert, how to show up in the brand world, because it wasn't like, you know, she wasn't like a personality where she wants to be all in the same. Mm-hmm. And so we sat mm-hmm. down and this was the story she told me, she took me back to this place. And I was like, you know, give me a, a moment in your childhood that stands out and sticks out to you. And she went to a place where her father had gotten a job in another city. And, um, they were, he was moving, they were moving there to, because of the job placement. He went to Atlanta to make way for them and left them here. And then something apparently didn't go right in Atlanta and he ended up coming back here. And when he came back here, um, uh, what happened was they, he didn't get the job and they ended up not moving to Atlanta and they were living in a house and then they shifted into living into an apartment. And she said, she's, she remembers that her life mm. changed in that moment. And, and, you know, they were well provided for, you know, they did, they didn't lack anything, but she remember lying around hanging, you know, laughing and joking with her sister in bed one day as they were in the apartment. And she said, she looked at her sister and said, I think we're poor. And they just kind of laughed innocently like it, you know, and just jokingly said that, but 
what for her and she came back to the room and, and you know came back from that thought and that memory and said I guess I just feel like you know having a home is the foundation for uh, a good family for you know home ownership is the foundation for a strong and good family mm. and in that that's that's geez that's, yeah that's, <laughs> that's amazing the connections that we make from an experience yeah. of shrinking and so mm. in that moment I got okay. chills kind of like you were and, and that's what happens with my clients I just wait for them to say that thing that gives me chills and that oh and I'm like oh there mm. it is I see it and I write it down and then we go mm -hmm. through the process and I just pull stuff out of them that just reaffirms and confirms what I feel like I saw. And then at the end, I just tell them what I see. And that's what that's what we did. We took that messaging and that foundational belief and said, this is what you can carry over into the culture of home ownership as being unique in your position that you feel like home ownership, no matter what the family is like is a good foundation for any family is home ownership for you and everybody who resonates with that message that you resonate with will gravitate to you. And even the ones that don't, but, but now you have a positioning that is rooted in what you believe as a person and purpose. Yeah. And then that culture piece is so strong. Granny girl's rising up and she's going to interrupt these conversations periodically. Right then, she would say, uh, eight ball, corner pocket, baby. You in it. I love it. In there. And so you, you start moving a person yeah. down that path to, to their connection, then whatever purpose she finds in that space is what she's going to find, right? And so for me, it's just about directing people yeah. towards their purpose. Like, oh, so if you understand why and what it's rooted in, then it, everything will start to open up. The world will start to look different. When you, when you grasp information, what you do with it is on you. Right. Then the omens start coming, then the signs and it connects and you're like, oh, oh, make yeah. this is always oh, bigger than always oh, bigger than being a, a realtor. It's always oh, bigger than running a brokerage. Oh, you know. <laughs> That's so good. Ah, OK. So if, if you're at this part of the conversation and you're still trying to figure out how and why does this relate and connect to me? And and what am I going to gain from a session with Miranda? There it is. She she just gave it to you. I'm still tingling over here as I'm using mango <laughs> analogies, delicious and succulent and juicy. But all of this is so good. I got a connection just from that story mm. with my own stuff. So mm. I know how much depth is in the work that you do. And this is just whether I don't even think you've heard me say this to you before. But as, as I'm still giving you flowers publicly, what I love about the uniqueness and the lens that you choose to look through with what anchors you and what you do, the depth to it, it's not just like a bunch of worksheets <laughs> and you need this app, you need this funnel, you need... Um, Basically, you need this template that's going to pull together. You need this workshop that's going to pull together your marketing and branding package. But it is soul work. It is a mind-body-spirit connection, which which serves mm -hmm. the purpose of why we're here. It's a mind-body-spirit connection. So I'm going to go a little deeper and, and ask, you mentioned the culture statement and digging into the why and then bringing that out. And then from there, there's a substantial platform to stand on. There's an anchor there. 
that will help the client form formulate a culture statement um, or sure. their statement to their culture. Either one. Mm-hmm. In that, and I'm specifically bringing that to present day, the culture that we're in right now, the climate that we're in right now, in the midst of what seems like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel in the pandemic, but we're coming up on a year, uh, at least in Texas or the southern southeastern part of the world, when we first got the announcement that Corona's here and y'all need to go sit down. This happened March mm-hmm. in 2020. And coming up on that year anniversary of that, when these new normals started, is there anything you can say to the entrepreneur, to the small business owner, to the mom, to the parent, to the teacher, um, in terms of how to, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the demographic that works not just for somebody, but also is connected to a passion that they exchange currency for. But is there anything that you can say to that demographic that's trying to figure out what my culture statement is? Has that shifted? How do I find the shift? What does that look like in the midst of a pandemic? How do I still take care of myself and then make sure that my business is still consistent in the message and the demographic that I'm serving? Um, what, What would you offer? to that. Yeah, that's a good question. And I want to start like at the 50,000 foot and then bring it down. Right. So at at the 50,000 foot level, I want to say when we really settle down and allow ourselves the space to uh, eliminate distraction, when we do the discipline of sitting still, and pulling people around us, we know what we need. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the that's the bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. We, at the end of the day, if you if you do the self to put yourself in a position to be able to hear, and nine times out of ten, when somebody tells you what you need, there's something in you that goes, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's the I mean, that, okay, that the but, but yeah. by nature, we're always looking for somebody or something external to confirm it for us because we hadn't done. It's it's hard in the world that we live in, and we have to be very intentional about tapping into our inner voice and to trust it more than we trust things exterior. Mm-hmm. So I get that. So so yeah. I say that, yeah. and so for any client that's struggling with that figuring out what they need as far as their brand and the shifts and the pivot is that even on the business scale for what's external, you really know what you need. If you just slow down and look at all the things that are around you, that is data and information because at any given moment, your audience is telling you what they need or what they're receptive to. We just have to be in a position to be able to pay attention to them. A lot of times clients treat their audiences like they treat their relationships, their spousal relationships or their relationships with their kids and their teenagers to where it's like you turn a blind eye to your kid. And how do you know that these people in your life don't have these needs and concerns, but they live with you every single day of your lives. Right. And so. It's 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 very it's the same. It's relationship, right? If we, if if we can't use the word relationship, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we can't say it's engage with their clients and not right. look at how in the word engagement. Yeah, mm-hmm. the word engagement Relating. is the same in every arena. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, honestly, I used to say I say this jokingly, but I think it's so much truth to it that how you are in a relationship with your partner will probably be reflective of how you operate in business. 
right? And how you connect with. <laughs> I'm getting my own leg, y'all. <laughs> oh, yes, God. So okay. with that being said, I would tell you to stop looking for people to give you these answers and pay attention to the audience that you have and what are they saying? What are they needing? And how do you do that? I mean, right now we have such an amazing tool of social media of tapping into it. There are just so many resources, right? I could give you some, but you really have me giving you the resources would kind of, it would be a general thing. I really have to speak with people one-on-one to see where your audience is actually residing, right? But for me, I'll talk about it specifically for me. Right now, my tool of choice is Instagram and my God, Clubhouse. Because, and what Clubhouse is for me is not Mm -hmm. just about what people are receiving from me. Clubhouse, when I first got to it, I felt totally consumed with the data that I was receiving from listening to what people were complaining about. Mm-hmm. My goodness, it didn't matter whether I was mm-hmm. on a, you know, on a platform speaking from a, a, a space where you can speak on the platform to the audience or whether I was in the audience listening to what was right. happening up above me. Listening. I was just paying yeah. attention to what people yeah. in general on a pattern on a repeat level were coming up expressing as a concern and looking at whether they aligned with my business and said, oh, this is what people are struggling with. This is where they are. And I took yeah. I took that data and said, oh, I need to create things to meet these needs because this is where this is the microcosm of my bigger audience. Right. In this space. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. to take advantage of those opportunities. And and, and instead of in, in, in injecting our own personal opinion about it. Right. Because here's my personal opinion where my personal opinion could hinder me up with, with some cases with Clubhouse. Right. Specifically speaking is one. I didn't yeah. even want to get on a doggone app because I, I didn't need another app in my life and I didn't <laughs> care about it. I was forced on the app. Two people had sent me invites that I had totally ignored because it looked like junk mail in my text messages and I didn't even reply to neither one of them because I didn't want to get, I didn't know, I didn't know. I had no idea. One mm-hmm. girl ran up on me and mm-hmm. bullied me into it. I got on the app, right? So I get on the app and I get consumed with the data and I'm on there and mm-hmm. I'm jumping on stages, but I'm so focused. I'm networking and I'm strategically moving, but also genuinely connecting to people and building community, right? Because you can you can do both. You can be genuine and strategic yeah. at the same time. So everybody yeah. relax. Everybody relax. Okay. Yeah. And so... I remember a friend of mine who lives in Chicago, he said, dang, every time I look at my notifications, you somewhere on the stage talking and da, 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 that him saying that jokingly, whether he was irritated by it or not, it, it, but I know, but I know it was a little bit of irritation for him, but it had nothing to do with me because he, he's overwhelmed and irritated with Mm -hmm. social media and doesn't want to talk. Right. It was, it was because of the previous conversation, I knew where it was rooted, but I can't deny the seed that it planted in me of, oh, I said, oh, wait. You get a notification every time I get on stage because I didn't even know that because my notifications are off. I don't have any social media notifications on my phone. And I said, wait, you get a notification every time I get on a stage? And he was like, yeah. I said, oh, that's interesting because I didn't know. And then it started making me be cautious of when I jumped on stage just to be strategic. But I had to eliminate that noise in my head because for me, I knew that I was doing this as a way of research for my audience and my clients. I knew that I was doing this to build community so that I can provide and be in the space and operate in purpose that I felt like. And just know that at times the way you operate in purpose is going to irritate other people who might not be super aligned in their purpose. Now, I'm not saying my I'm not saying that's my homeboy. Pause. Rewind. Rewind. I feel like I'm I'm in synergy right now. Rewind 
and say that as a hit yeah. one more time, one more again. Because yeah. your why is yours and nobody else. Yeah. Sometimes when you're walking and moving and, and operating in your purpose to the degree you are, it irritates other people who might not be aligned mm-hmm. or yet in a position to where they feel like they're fully in their own purpose. And so it's going to irritate them. And that's Yeah. And so you have to really look at where people are in their lives when they say things that get under your skin before you take it in as a truth. And and we have to be filters of that stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying my homeboy is in line of purpose because I don't know where he is in life. But 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 that's the thing, uh, even on a micro scale, just the fact that the mere fact that he's irritated with social media. I clock that as, oh, you're projecting. And and, and you did it jokingly. I mean, again, it was jokes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like irritation. But there was a little tinge to it, like, bro, you always on somebody's stage. And you know how people can say things so jokingly, and it makes us self-conscious about how we move in life. And so, you know, I just wanted to pull that example out. It really didn't ping me a lot, but I can't lie that it was floating in my head. He he took up residence in my head with that comment. And so... And I could have let it groan and affect it and said, oh, man, let me stop getting on so many. So let me stop doing. I might be doing too much. But then I had to get back to, oh, I think I think there's an amount of time that I need to maximize here. And I feel like I'm operating in the vein I should because I know that I I know what one thing I do know is that I'm not always going to be moving at this speed in this app. And so for me, I was just taking advantage of the data, the information um, and where it is so that I could leverage it to not only just thinking about brand and monetization, but just thinking about the amount of reach and, and lives that I'm impacting, right? And so for me, it was about impact. For me, it's been right. about impact. And if I wasn't impacting people in the way that I was, and the thing, like something that happened in my room last night, my God, that brought me almost to tears. And earlier this last week, I almost cried twice. No, this week, earlier this week, I almost cried twice in a room because of things that people were saying to me about how safe they felt in my room and about how they weren't going to come up here, but I just create such a safe space and how people were saying, Miranda, I don't know how you do this. You create a safe space without saying the word safe space over and over again. And those type of things really choked me up because, you know, that's what I care about is, is helping people in that way. And it was just confirmation that I'm being received in the right way. And so I don't know what question we're answering here, but I'm just going to pause here for (laughs) (laughs) everything, everything. It's just the rest of the questions, (laughs) the the last four questions that I had, we just combined together. Cause I want to, I want to, we're coming up on the end. I know y'all don't want us to go. Oh gosh, it's been 45 minutes. Lord. Okay. Okay. Already, already. Listen, I, but I need to, because Jesus, get your words together, Kira. Okay, listen, the medicine in this, as I tell my clients, my customers, hey, Hiller, right? I do not yeah. believe in just picking scabs. We're not just bleeding all over the place. There has to be application. There has to be a balm. There has to be tangible medicine in real time that makes sense for you. This medicine of creating a safe space and I, I want to rest there for a minute and I'm going to la- ask my last two questions to you. But this medicine of a safe space, because as a healer, um, and I, I kind of teeter even on that as I'm expanding, while I believe that there's nothing to fix, I also believe that in our own right, 
right? Childhood adults coming from a place of lack or abundance and we walk that out. The lens that we need to see as a reflection of each other, there's a measure of self-initiated healing that happens. It's a lifelong journey. In the seat of, or let me just say those of us who are in the seat of service. And I consider you to be one of those individuals who has embodied that, who has (laughs) bodied it, but also embody it to a point where just the very way that you breathe and move and have your being is Mm. healing for other folk. Now, for us in that seat, because this is a life lesson, I am still prescribing to myself to be able to receive and hear what the regimen has done, how it has taken effect, the prescriptions that you write every day when you just show up in the clubhouse. It's a prescription. It's a self-care RX Mm. that you're handing out to folks left and right. And then they show up and they reflect that back to you. This is when the clients come. I'm I'm always coming from a clinical background. When the patients come back into the office because the, the physician, the practitioner needs to know what changes have happened. Is the regimen working? Do I need to up your dosage? Do we need to change the prescription? And far too much, we get in the position of just passing out servanthood and prescriptions without allowing space to receive and hear, to collect that data, to anchor us deeper into our why. Mm. It's the receiving part for me. And to be able to hear you reflect back on how people give back that information, that love, that affirming, that confirmation. I needed to hear that safe space because it's a trigger. It's an alarm that we're setting off in people. I just, I, and I'm, I'm saying all that first to say gratitude for you acknowledging that publicly and, and just without shame and without projection, yeah. just being able to say that. The question, though, uh, and this kind of we're going a little bit in the deeper into your story of medicine. I want to know with all of that you've been able to receive. Has there been anything that you've experienced on social media, in the platforms, in Clubhouse or intimately with your clients that has surprised you and or challenged you? Challenge, not necessarily just a conflict, but like. Something that was said or done that was a surprise, something that was said or done that posed as a challenge for you and really pressed you deeper mm. into the work that you do. Yeah, I I, I could pick a few things. <laughs> um, but, but I'll say rather than going to a very specific moment, and I know I know how great those are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd rather pull, I guess, the, mm-hmm. the bigger picture from it. Um, and that is, I think one thing that creating a safe space for people does is it eliminates the fear, right? Um, and when I think yeah. back over my childhood, as you were talking and setting up this question, it just became super clear as day to me sitting in this room that I was like, wow, that is something that people constantly say to me is I just feel like I could be myself around you. 
And I feel like, you know, and people have said, oh, mm-hmm. you feel like home and, you know, made those comments. And while I've all over the years brushed them off and been like, oh, that's cute. I must be the, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, <laughs> in my younger days, you know, I'm just amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah. Say more. Say more. It, 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 it yeah, resonates so differently more. with me now at this age because I understand that that's the space that I'm in. And and when you unpack what a safe space means to somebody is it pulls away the fear. And when the fear isn't present, it gives people, oh my God, it gives people permission to heal, right? It gives people permission to look at those things without the fear and say, okay, I can look at this and accept it and, and try to heal and be better. So for me, the moments that I've had with clients where they have given me the feedback of not only some of the things that were discovered or the way that I made them feel in those sessions, uh, how it has helped change and pivot how they show up in this world, I think have been the things that has, that's what keeps me going. Um, That's what makes me push myself harder. That's what makes me say, I got to get better at this. I have to give a little bit more here. I have to show up in this space and not half-ass it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Like even with this book, like I feel like it's good, but I feel like I need to go back and maybe add a little bit more meat to the bones or I'm trying to determine, do I just put it out there and get it out there and then add the meat to the next one? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, but but there is that level of that that happens for me to be in spaces like, you know, um, where people are engaging with me and just saying, um, yeah, I'm just I'm, it's about how you're making me feel in this moment. Like I had a client the other day to say, yeah, we're coming up on your, this third session. I don't know what I'm going to do after this third session. I feel like I'm going to have to do something else so we can continue on. And I've literally had multiple clients to say that, that they describe the third session as feeling like a bad breakup because they know it's the last one. And, and it's always so flattering um, to hear people say, well, what's, what happens after this? Like, how do I get this? Like, I... Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Right. Don't let me go. Yes. Right. Not yet. Not, not and yet. it's so beautiful yeah. because it doesn't come from a place of, you know, most of the time it doesn't come from a place of I'm scared. I don't know how to do this. I need your help. It mostly comes from a place of, I just want to stay connected to you. Yeah. Um, you've helped me so mm-hmm. much. I have more than enough mm-hmm. information. I know I got all the things I need, but I just, what do we do after this? Like, how do we keep? And so I think those are the things, uh, that people in general have given me. And, and now that I'm in this space where I'm on platforms and speaking about stuff. Um, and a lot of times I'm not even speaking about branding stuff. I'm just speaking about life stuff, but also branding stuff too, in reference to how you show up in the world. Um, now that people are giving me that same feedback from people yeah. who haven't even worked with me. I mean, I, I, in my room last night, I slightly mentioned, and I mean, slightly, I mean, I mentioned it so quick. It was like a piece of a sentence as I was saying a bigger, I was making a bigger point. I was like, yeah, I have a book I'm working on. I'm, I said, I was talking about titles. I said, I do these things. I said, and I'm soon to be author, you know, because I have a book about to be released and da, 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 da. And I kept on talking and we kept on with the room and the room went on and we were asking questions and we were talking about all types of branding topics because that was a topic of the room. And I got to this next lady 
and I read her bio and I was like, welcome to the stage. Do you have a question or how can you know, would you like to contribute to the conversation? And she said, yes, Miranda, I have a question for you specifically. She said a minute ago, you said that you had a book you were about to release. I said, yes, ma'am, I do. She said, okay, what is the, do you have a date for that book? And honestly, the authority in which she asked me, I answered it because I felt like she was trying to charge me up. Not like in a bad way, but to say, Miranda, you need to get on it. Do you have a date? Like, is it dropping? Yeah. You need to get it together. I thought she was trying to basically say, I'm going to help you out, Miranda. Because, And I said, oh, no, yeah, I do have a date. It's the 30th. I said, and the way we do marketing, because I haven't been talking about it, because I thought that's what she was about to say. Like, why are you not talking about it? Why are you not promoting it? Because clearly, right, we're in this space of talking about Yes, listen to me. She said, oh, she oh, okay, well, that was my question because I need to get the book. I'm going to get the book. I said, ma'am, you waited up here on this stage for 40 minutes or more just to ask me. You have no, nothing else. We can't help you with anything else. Book. She said, no, that's all I wanted. I, I'm, I'm going to get the book when it comes out and I just need to know when that book was. And then what <laughs> happened after that moment almost made me cry because George, I'm like, say, yeah, when you said that, I was thinking the same thing because I want to know when to get in somebody else. I'm like, say, yeah, Miranda, I'm probably going to, I'm going to, not probably, I'm going to get that book too. And then a couple of people just started on miking. And it was such a beautiful yeah, moment that I shared with them the yeah. cover of the book yeah. when I haven't shared it on any public platform. So I changed my profile pic so that they could see the cover just because the moment just felt right. It just called for it, right? And so in that moment, in that room, I changed my profile pic to the cover. Uh -huh. And you know what I mean? And so it's just one of those things where those type of moments with people, and, and, and I want to make this clear, I've never worked with that lady. I've never met her before. She's only came across me in Clubhouse. I don't know her. I don't That's know. She's just seen me on page. stages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's let's yeah, uh, let's go. Let's segue right on into it because <laughs> that was my that's my second to last question. Um, I don't know if you know how excited I am as as a, a writer and a former instructor of English and creative writing myself. Writing is always my first yeah. love and speaking, which is actually how we met, how we connected um, for a number of reasons in life. It, um, I, I quieted down from the speaking, mm. but really dive deep into the writing piece. So when I see that reflected in the people around me, it just, when I tell you that, authors <laughs> romance me in a way that a human being can yes never you do me. that's that's poetry i need to tweet that <laughs> wait a that, minute that's juicy okay that's um, juicy it just it just it does something for me there listen yeah you just celebrated the birthday of tony morrison and you know alice walker and all these beautiful writers in our culture because this is what, and, and my granny girl told me this, regardless of what you do, I don't <laughs> care if you repair Barbie dolls for a living. If you can find a way to tangibly mm. put something in print and put your name on it, it will forever stay in the earth so that generations Jesus. after you have a reference point. She told me that at 17 and that has never left me. So when I see authors, I don't care what you're doing and what you're writing about and how much I'm connected to it or not, mm. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm almost in tears right now. But mm. I want you to, as much as you can tell us, because I know how sensitive and the timing of all of this is, um, for those listening, and we're also going to kind of go over this a little bit in our live tomorrow, 
but you know not just how can we access you but in the platform of printed material and digital media where can and yes. when and how and what's the title and what yeah. do we have to look that's beautiful to thank you um so thank you. you for this chance to share that so i think that's beautiful what you said about writing i've never even I, I didn't think about it in that way. I mean, I thought about it in the long lastingness of it, especially the connection that I'm making to doing my mom's book with her no longer being alive and um, putting a piece of her work into this world when, mm. you know, to honor and, you know, almost in a way memorialize her. Um, uh, yeah. So the book um, is about very specifically about the journey I take my clients on in their sessions I didn't want to just do a book about me and my life because I just, you know, I mean, I'm a Leo, so there's a bit of vanity there, but I didn't, um, I didn't want to just make it about me. So I, I really wanted to do a work that could help people mm-hmm. um, because that's just the core of who I am. And so I took what I do with my sessions and I talk about them in a way and break them down in this book in three parts um, and understanding purpose and why it's important, organizing your, uh, your business, and then uh, getting to social media. And really it's just the breakdown and the journey from purpose and connection to your audience, to how you get to social media with that. Um, and that's, that's it at, at, at its essence. It is, it is, it is that to help in their story and there. And, and, you know, a yeah. lot of the things I just kind of share, the things to make it make sense for people because so many people struggle with the clarity of that. That's what I discovered. It's, it's like, it feels overwhelming. And so I try to, in the best way I know how make it practical and applicable and break it down to help you to understand why these things are necessary and why you need to have them in order to show up in this world and impact your audience in the way you should. And the book will be available on Amazon um, uh, and eventually on Apple um, it'll definitely, um, be available on my website, um, which is MirandaJoiner.com. Uh, you can purchase them straight from the website or from me. The best thing to do right okay. now though, is to join my mailing list because my mailing list will not only get probably a, uh, mm-hmm. early start on the book before we release it, you, they'll have access to it prior. Uh, they'll be able to see the cover and the information prior. Um, you also get pretty cool ass emails from me, right? About just um, life and, and you know, everyone's about just tips and things uh-huh. that, you know, can help you out with maybe where you are if you're feeling stuck in certain places and clarity on certain, on small things that arise with me as entrepreneurship. When I'm listening to people talking, I, I hear aha moments or people get aha moments. I tend to share those things with my email list. And so, um and so, yeah, so uh, I definitely would join the email list and and take advantage of uh, the exclusive offers that will be offered to you there for the book. But then you also have a heads up uh, on getting the book prior to anyone else. And so I would go to my Instagram page. Uh, it's Miranda Joiner, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-I-N-E-R. And when you get to my Instagram page, click on that link in my bio. And the very first option is join my email list uh, right now. And that's what I would do. I would join my email list and um, just pay attention to those emails. Turn on the notifications so you'll get alerted when I send you an email. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for giving us access. Giving us permission. Giving us presence given us access. Um, all of this is medicine. 
I want to <laughs> close out. We have tomorrow. Tomorrow is just for us. We do. We have tomorrow. Oh, Lord. Live, live. <laughs> and of course, again, if you're listening to this after the live, this, this is the letdown, the intimate. You know, this is you listen to this with a glass of wine <laughs> or, you know, a little brown with a couple of ice cubes in it. Um, but the oh. lives are a party. We're going to dance. I got a special song that um, I have set aside for Miranda. So we come in dancing. But I want to um, close out with this thought. Sure. And I'm going to ask you to put your lens on it and reflect that back to us. One of my favorite quotes uh, is from a Latina poet, performer, and educator. Her name is Denise Froman. Um, she's an amazing advocate and orator. And this quote says, this is actually on Hey Hill's website and what the, the foundation or the premise of our culture statement came from. But the quote says, your wound may not be your fault, but healing is your responsibility. Can you give me from your lens a thought on what that feels and what that means? Your wound may not be your fault. Mm. But healing is your responsibility. Your wound may not be your thought, but your healing is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Let's say it one more time. Mm-hmm. Your wound may not be your fault. Yeah. Healing is your responsibility. So I'll tell you what I hear. I hear. You know, ironically, I hear grace and, and not grace for grace for you, yes, but mm. grace for the person that might have caused the thing, which is so necessary for forgiveness and for healing, right? I hear that mm-hmm. looking at that and saying, because what we do so often is we have behavior that is really in turn trying to passive aggressively when we hold on to trauma and don't heal and, and revel in anguish with things, especially when people mm-hmm. close to us hurt us, it's really almost a tantrum or a, and I don't want to minimize like traumas, you know, please take this with a grain of salt because there are all levels to this. And some of it, you know, is just right. out of our control, right. but sometimes we hold on to things when we refuse to just allow ourselves to heal in those particular situations. It's almost us trying to passive aggressively make the other person change their ways and behavior. And so then healing has to take place apart from the person who did the thing to us. And so their act, their participation is not necessary. You know, you've heard this before, hopefully, or maybe, and that their, their participation is not necessary in the healing process. And their behavior change is not necessary. Mm-hmm. We wait on their behavior to change yeah. to give us permission to heal. And we don't we don't have to. We shouldn't have to. So what I hear is that yeah. somebody else might have done it. But then you have to sever yourself from that, to t- untether from that, and say, apart from that, in this space, I still got to do what I have to mm-hmm. do to make sure this ship doesn't sink, right? And so... But it has to be totally apart from <gasps> what pushed you out to sea, right? 
the, the only thing the only thing that matters is that I'm in the middle of the ocean. Right. I have to survive. <laughs> and so what does that mean? I don't have time to revel in how I got here. I just have to not sink. And so what is necessary to not sink in the middle of this ocean? There we go. <laughs> and there it is. Eight ball corner pocket. You in there. You in there. Sever from that. Untether, untether from that. Regardless of how you got there. Don't sink. It's worth fighting for. Life is worth fighting. Life is so much worth the living. Miranda. Yeah. Nicole Joyner. Thank you. Thank you. With all the affection and touching, <laughs> kissing and hugging that I would be doing yes. if I was next to you right now. She does. That's how I love all my friends. Get over it. Mind your business. Okay? I, t- I don't care. The, the There's no hierarchy and there's no time frame. But if you in my vortex and I and I see you, I'm, I'm going to love and touch and hug on you. Um, but Miranda, thank you for this. And I'm so excited. <laughs> for tomorrow evening um but i want to say and as we really and I, I feel like a pastor in the pulpit i'm gonna say this and i'm i'm gonna be done amen amen and another thing a woman a woman as i say this mm-hmm. <laughs> listen 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 watch this watch this watch this okay <laughs> um i really didn't have anything else to say today. i just wanted to <laughs> i just wanted to linger a little bit more uh, but I do, this is, so after the quote, I, I asked uh, if you would leave us with an intention that we can focus on and magnify through the evening and take on into Sunday. Um, and one that perhaps, you know, could be your intention yes, that you don't mind I'll sharing. Do and I just but, want to yeah, say before leave I leave with this intention, intention to thank you so very much for having me. Um, I don't just assume because my friends have podcasts or platforms that I should be entitled to it. And so I never take it lightly when I'm invited by anyone to their platform or approved, but I definitely um, am extremely Mm -hmm. grateful when it's someone close to me who offers me this, um, this space. So thank you. Um, Because you know me. And then that means that you, that you, (laughs) it hit different, it hit different. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, means you really mm-hmm. like me. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So here's the intention. I'm going to leave you with the intention uh-huh, uh-huh. that I often say around in these clubhouse streets and in any streets uh, when it comes to me talking about um, how you show up for yourself. And this is this is talk about a full circle moment. And I am not going to cry as we close out because I've made it through this entire mm-hmm. podcast without crying. No, no, no. But I, but this is the full circle is that I tell people, I say this a lot um, when speaking to people and when I'm hearing this is to be intentional about being patient and kind with yourself. And the reason this is full circle is because it is Mm. the thing that Kira told me when I needed to hear it the most. It's the thing you said to me when I need to hear it the most. And it echoed in my head Mm. and echoed in my heart. And it helped me in mm-hmm. so many spaces because I realized how hard I was being on myself, not only by just the words or the thoughts, but also by allowing myself to just revel in something that was not serving me. 
mentally, physically, emotionally. And so mm. I would like you to set the intention to be kind to yourself mm. and to be patient with yourself and to say this to yourself mm. over and over again, because it's the thing that saved me for sure. Lord of mercy. So she didn't want no, to cry. No, it's the truth. So she, she and when I say it, I say, friend, I say, someone told me this. And that's what I say when I say it. I don't, someone told me this to be kind and be patient with yourself. And I said, this is what I say every time I say, I said, I couldn't unhear it. That's like my new thing. Like I say that all the time. Like I hear something I can't unhear. It. That's my way of saying I can't get it out of my head. But I just say, I couldn't unhear it. I couldn't unhear it. You and cannot. it just kept coming up. It kept yeah. coming up in moments where I needed it. It started oh coming up God. in moments where I was like dumping on myself or making myself feel bad about a thing or, or, you know, guilting myself for wanting to leave something that seemed like an ideal situation to everybody else. But on the inside, I'm like, help me, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Jeez. Oh my God. That's, oh. Thank you for bringing that prescription back to me. Um, <laughs> that's so good. I'm gonna go on and get SpongeBob it on out before I hold you. Yes, I'm gonna head on out. Miranda, thank you for this. I look forward to our party tomorrow and really diving more into the mechanics yes. uh, and the energy of branding and marketing with you. This has been a joy. And I anticipate more, more, more. And of course, the more live sessions of us um, really connecting and having conversations like this. So I want you to be well. I want you to stay lifted. And I want you to, yes. <laughs> as you say, Absolutely. be patient and be kind with yourself. Mm-hmm.